Hi, I'm Trenton Stander. Hi, I'm Tim Brown. And, and this is the Open Heart Cast. Three, two, one. Yes, welcome to uh, this week's episode of The Dog Show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the Open Heart Cast, uh, we're coming to you, uh, I wouldn't say live, but straight out of Rudaput. Straight out of Rudaput. Out of Trenton's wonderfully chaos organized workshop. Chaotic. Chaotic. But organized. But organized, yeah. Yes. We know where our shit is, but um, we forget sometimes. Yes, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a thing we need to talk about during this podcast, and I think... That, that's on the shop organization topic, yeah. but we'll get to that. <clears throat> so what you been up to lately? Well, lately I have been uh, finishing a uh, sort of Japanese-inspired chef's knife for a good friend of mine mm. and uh, stuffed up the first bill, mm. but uh, this time figured it out. Yeah. And it looks relatively decent. And I think, well, you yeah. say relatively I think it looks cool, and I think the... Um uh, the handle actually, it, it's quite comfortable. So it is, and those those angles on it really like I, I feel like it's quite good for the indexing. Like mm. it feels feels great. Yeah, and so, also when you when you when you're using a pinch grip, it actually sits nicely in the hand. Yes, it yes. flows nicely. So it doesn't feel as great in a in like a, a hammer grip. But it's a chef's knife. Yes, it's not made to chop down. No, teeth. sure, 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 sure. I suppose I'm always looking at things from the sort of practical bushcrafting side of things, and that's not always <laughs> there's many different lives for many different purposes, mate. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've uh, I decided to take my drill press apart because I want to forward and reverse of it. So, in taking it all apart, I've found some old wasps' nests that was in the electric motor itself. What? Yeah, and in under one of the pulleys. So. I've cleaned it all out. I've greased some of the things that were like, you know, so dry. Um, it'll rip your foreskin off. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, so now I've got the, the motor parts and I can do the wiring to do the forward and reverse. And I started my first knife for the year on Wednesday, no, Thursday. Yeah, it's been a bit of a dog show at the beginning of the year, but, mm. uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. But you've been through a rough time this this year already. Yeah, it's it's just the shit doesn't change, you know. Yeah, it just carries on. Same old shit, different day. Yeah, but we we we're working towards a plan now. So mm. the plan's there to to ditch the day job and just be a, a full time maker and become poor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can definitely become poor working for yourself if you don't have discipline and you yeah. don't have motivation and you. And, and there's, there's various other trials and tribulations that come along with that as well. But, um, I mean, we're all learning them as we go along. Yeah, it's, a, it's about, you know, sort of discovering yourself and, and also having to be disciplined. So you're working on that self-discipline. Yeah. So discipline equals freedom. A thing that uh, I don't know if I thought about it or if somebody told me that I should write it down. I don't think I'm smart enough to necessarily think up most of the things I come up with. But uh, sometimes something else communicates with me. Mm. And uh, one of the things, I think I mentioned it on the last podcast, is how much would I pay me 
if I worked for me? Yeah. Like, yeah, was, would I employ me? Yeah. Would I, would I employ myself? You know, that's a, that's a very good. But you have yeah. to be brutally honest with yourself because you're, you're once again, that good old ego keeps mm. telling you, yeah, but yeah, because I'm skilled. Okay. But do you do anything? You know? Yeah. It's, you, it's, are you productive? You don't have to. You can, you can ask the question, but you, you still, you, unless you're honest. Yeah. You're just wasting your fucking time. Yeah. Asking you like deep questions like that. So it's also, it, it's half building in like accountability to yourself. Yes. yes. I mean, I've got a, a family to look after. Mm. A rather large fucking family at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the halfway house in Benoni just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. The, the halfway home. Halfway home. So it's, yeah. It's my uh, mm. B&B most times. But yeah, um, yeah it's booze a, and breakfast. What's it? Booze and breakfast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we had a we actually had quite a good night last night. Mm. We slapped some shrimps in the barbie. No mm. shrimps involved. No yeah. shrimps were hurt in the barbie. We had a braai. A braai. Yeah. There's a barbecue. Is a fucking chips flavor. Yeah. <laughs> in South Africa, at least. I wonder if braai is a is a American flavor for chips. I doubt it. <coughs> Seriously, no, I doubt it. They don't even know how to make decent bolton. They make jerky. Well, let's not insult the poor guys. No, I mean they. Oh, they uh, I quite like the Americans. Oh, they're not too bad. For some actually. reason, I don't like South Africans who pretend that they're American. Yeah, that's like I, I saw this one chick on TikTok. She's uh, she was doing some video on something, mm. and she was talking like this. And every now and then, she can't help the South African. Accent yeah. come out, and she's the, and then she start. She talks a few words mm. in in like sort of you know mm. South African like uh, accent, yeah, and then it goes back to American, and I'm like, <sighs> unless what? unless you're doing it for like comedic purposes, yeah, if yeah. you're doing it for humor, mm. and then and it's different, then it's different. But, but be your fucking self, be I mean, yourself, just be you yourself. Know, you don't have to you pretend. Are. It's not gonna give. Get you any extra views because you sound like you're you from this. America. It's America, America. <laughs> like I love the Americans, but yeah. I, I don't have to sound like one. Mm. I oh, love doing accents, but it's more inhuman than yeah. anything else. Oh, you're wearing eye makeup. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that there's yeah, there's a lot of people out there faking it. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of people out there who are seriously, seriously talented at mm. all sorts of things that they're doing. There's, yeah. there's some crazy, crazy stuff oh, going on. That, that, that one video you shared the other day of mm. that, uh, Nate's, that cooking dude. Nate's, uh, what's it, what was it called? What you reckon? Well, yeah, Nate, Nate's what you reckon or something like that. He's, yeah. It's like a cooking show. Yeah, it's Australian garbage. But it is the funniest shit yeah. you will ever watch. Yeah. It's better than Gordon Ramsay's hotel, Hell Hotel or something. Yeah. It's better than that. It's yeah. way better. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, no, he, that guy's actually is he's, fucking comical. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the, the ingredients should pop up on the screen now. Right, that can fuck off. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dig it. It's just like it's he's, he's it's not he's not trying to put on a facade. He's mm-hmm. like just being himself, which is I think that's the best type of um uh it or stuff to watch is where people are being themselves. Yes. Because you know, if you want to watch someone 
pretending to be something else and you watch a fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, there's some good actors out there. There are. We spoke about some of them last night as well. Mm. Um, Not that we can remember much. But, no. Uh, because we never really remember what we talk about. Well, I do. I think you were a bit slack last night because you were no. worried about the mosquitoes, malaria. And all yeah, no, there was, there was mosquitoes around, so I had to drink copious amounts of gin and tonic. Yeah. Because? Just because malaria. Because malaria. Yeah, gin and tonic has got quinine in it. So yes. There we go. So, sorted. Yeah. It's uh, safety third, eh? Yeah. Safety third. First one, don't fuck up. Yeah. Second one is... Serial one. Serial one. Yeah. And fourth is don't be a dick. Yeah. Damn, I got it right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So we do remember some things, but, mm. you know, with my brain, it depends on what what zone I'm in. If I'm on a, on a, a different zone, yeah. we, when I'm... When my mind is like open and I'm just thinking random shit, then I don't tend to remember things around me. Do you ever get those sort of this is this is a this is an interesting question. But do you ever get those like moments where you have like this moment of clarity mm. and you you think about stuff and you like that's a good thought. That's mm. a really good thought. There's a lot to be there's a lot mm. to be said about the specific subject. Mm. And then you're like, I need to remember it. And you don't write it down and you mm. forget what, what it was. Yeah, I do that all the time. It's like That's like when you hear a good joke yeah. and then you can't fucking remember mm. it the next day. I had a, a brilliant joke that I told my brother and I totally came up with it myself. Can't remember what it was. <laughs> can't remember what it was. Even yeah. my brother said to me, dude, that's, that's on another level. Mm. He laughed himself stuckin, but I can't remember what it was about. Yeah, I'm, I'm only really good at dad jokes because it's what I do. Yeah, dad jokes. It's like it's like uh, one of those upmarket uh, dad jokes or the higher end dad mm. jokes, where, where it's like, what's the difference between an enzyme and a hormone? Yeah, sound. I've forgotten this one now. You can hear a hormone. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> Do you know how to make a hormone? No, you don't pay it. Ooh, <laughs> hectic. Anyway. Uh, um, so, back to knife making. Oh yeah, um, great news on the on the for the knife makers is that uh, Dex is happening. Dex, yes. And now Dex, that's the Durban Eastern Knife Show. It's one of the oldest knife shows in South Africa, apart from apart from uh, the Guild Show. Now I don't know which one is older, but I know it's okay. one of the oldest. Okay, so we're not confirming that Guild yeah. is the oldest. I, I don't know much yeah. about which ones. But Durban Easter has been it's been one of the the solid regular shows, and now they are um, they actually incorporating it into under the the knife shows that that Niels organises. Okay, so it's going to be. Uh, marketed and brand or the marketing and branding is going to be s- the same sort of level as what Brooklyn is. Brooklyn is, yeah. No, Brooklyn, no, no. no. <laughs> Fuck, don't be gangster. No, I'll sleep till <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, that's generally what happens just before Brooklyn. <laughs> no sleep, like nothing. Yeah, it's because we normally, you know, because we, we yeah. plan ahead and then we do fuck all and then we like. And then like two weeks or mm. three weeks before, mm. you've just finished organizing and redoing your whole workshop it's like you, you get to a point when you when you work on your lives like you get so frustrated with your layouts like fuck i need to change it so you yeah. take a week to change everything and then you like lose a week of work 
But you know that's that's part of knife making and, and this this is the thing. Before I had my own shop, I would always look at Niels reorganizing, mm. organizing, reorganizing. And a couple of months ago, a couple of months later, he's organizing again, and all of this. And I was like, why, 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 why? Mm. But now I mm. understand because mm. you're trying to figure out how to use the space to its to its optimum level. Yeah, so you, you have to... stations for things, mm. especially when you're making. Uh, like production, like yeah. you, you pumping production, you need to have mm. an efficient production run. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at like like the way Stuart builds his knives, mm. he doesn't really do like production knives, but each one is semi unique. Most of them are. Oh, the the, the, the recent run that he did of um, Saturday Night Special and the, the Stealth Fighter, mm. those are fucking awesome. Beautiful. Knives. But like, if Stuart works. When he's forging, he's forging. So he'll forge out like 5, 10, 15 blades all at the same time. He forged out a whole bunch out of 52 on it. Yeah, he took some bearings. But he's lucky. He's got the press. Well, he, 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 yeah, but he's still, it's still graft. It's, it's still hard work. It's still hard work. And hot work, especially yeah, now is. we're still semi in summer, although the weather doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. Mm. And they've got all these tropical cyclones coming into mm. over Madagascar, into Mozambique, that mm. fuck with our weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, inconsiderate bastards. Uh, last last Friday, I went. I was going into to Boxburg in the industrial area to look at a, to a company that does um, uh, service treatments. So they do the the hot bluing on Stuart's knives. Or the blackening, chemical blackening, stunning. But I was going there, I had to cross like three rivers because they had a huge hailstorm. Yeah. And like the roads were flooded, but you know, you got a choice. You try and turn around, which you can't, or you just got to try and get through the river. And then when I got to them. Did you take your flippers? No, I didn't have my, my, they fins. You have to drink tequila if you say flippers if you're a scuba diver. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so I got the other side. Now, I'm not going back the way I came because it's just the traffic is chaos. Because in South Africa, when it rains, the people who know a little bit about driving, because they generally don't know a lot about driving, they forget everything. So nobody knows how to drive or mm. courtesy or anything. So mm. I thought, now I'll go to another, the Benoni industrial area. And I thought I'd driven into Romania mm. because. One of the trips I went to Romania, I mean, they had huge snowstorms. I mean, when we climbed off the plane, it was like minus 21 C. Yeah. It's like, it's it's colder than Leucote. That's crazy. Yeah. It's in version, version cold. Yeah. But anyway, um, and all, because they had that huge hailstorm, all the, the, the pavements and stuff was covered with, it looked like snow. Yeah. It was all the hail. Oh, from all the hail, yeah. But yeah. it was like, you know, a yeah. foot deep. Yeah. And the roads, like all the slush from half-melted um, snow of hail and stuff. So, yeah. And that reminded me just of the time when I went to Romania the one time because all the people are out there in the street looking at what the fuck over. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. But, y'all, that's, that's how fucked up weather. Where were we going? We were talking about knives, and then you went on to the weather. Yeah. It's really oh, yeah, Stuart, oh, Stuart, uh, so, so Stuart forges out a whole lot of knives, mm. then he'll grind a whole lot, then he'll yes. heat treat a whole lot, yes. and then he'll finish them one by one. One by one. Yeah. I think it's a – look, everybody has to figure out their process, but I think that's a it's a sensible way of going about it mm. because you've got now a whole bunch of blades ready. Yeah. And, and you just and – you, and you do one process. So, like, if you're forging, you forge. One yeah, because, I mean, if you've got the forge on, you can work – 
three knives at a time if you're using gas forge. If you know what you're doing. Yeah, but I mean, gas forge, the, the chance of you really overheating the steel is less. I mean, if you've got a coal forge, mm. I would highly not recommend doing multiple blades because you will burn the steel. Because mm. coal forges get a lot okay. hotter. You can actually melt your blade. I melted a blade in the flipping, in a charcoal forge. Yeah. I, I melted a blade. Mm. Melted the flipping cutting edge away. Yeah. Well, where the cutting edge would be. Yeah. So. I've done that before. I was on my on my Weber coal forge that mm. I built mm. with a hairdryer. Yeah. And uh, I was moving the blade in and out the hot spot of the forge. And then I was looking for my scraper or my yeah, fire poke or whatever. And it's like, and I stopped moving left hand because the right hand was busy just talk to the mic yeah. and then uh, when I pulled the blade out like the whole back half of it yes. was like gone yes. it's evaporated sure so yeah it's paying attention yeah yeah lots but of yeah. carefuling there now where we actually started was the reorganizing the shops and stuff yes yeah so that's so, why Niels does it is because he's he's figuring out his flow because <clears throat> Niels has obviously got like semi-production work, then he also has his classes, so he has to mm. try and make that optimal. Yes. Because it, you don't want to waste time in the day, you know, going from one end of the workshop to the other. Yeah. Because the layout's shit. Yes. 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 And and it's only once you imp- you change something, you work it for a while, you see, okay, maybe this needs to move there, and yes, and then you still you. You're confined by a certain space. Yes. He also has got a shit ton of space. But he's got a lot of stuff in there. It, yeah. That's that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, for us uh, humble knife makers who have uh, limited space, mm. and um, yeah, it's just about, you know, I've, I've even considered taking measurements of the whole floor mm. that I have available to me mm. and then saying, what's the footprint of this machine, this machine, this machine, mm. Where's, what's the best way to set up? Because yeah. I've, I've set up this shop in different ways a couple of times. Mm. And, um, yeah, I never thought that having too many tools would ever be a problem. For yeah. me. But it is now. It is. But... They're all very flippant, useful, and they're good tools. Mm. But it's like it's frustrating because you're trying to you you trying to move around your mm. shop and you're trying to figure out how do I make this better. Mm. And it's a it's a difficult flippant thing to come to terms with because mm. if you don't have space, you just simply don't have space. But there's ways of working around it. I mean, like the way I've set up my garage now isn't too bad. But what I have to do is if I'm not forging, I need to turn my angle because normally. The way I have it, I have the forward, if I walk into my garage, the the door, the forging side, the forge is on the right, the steel table is on the left against the wall and the anvil's in the middle. Mm. But I like to have my anvil sort of in a straight line between the table and the forge because mm. it's easier for me to take it out and I stand one side of the anvil and I can forge. Yeah. But the problem is the space that I have – Yeah. I end up with the horn being quite close to the table. So, like, if you don't turn it back, when you walk past, you, like, rip half your thigh off of the, on the oh, horn of the animal. Wow. <laughs> Luckily, it's, 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 it's below ball level, so yeah. you don't castrate yourself. If yeah. you, like, Unless you're a short you. bloke, then you've got a problem. Yeah, but then your animal should be shorter. Yes, yes, true, true. But, I mean... <sighs> it's sometimes, that's why, before Brooklyn last year, I, 
reorganize my shop because it's just a, a pain in the ass. And then, yeah. When did I move my grinders? I did that now after Brooklyn. After Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, so I've moved my grinders. So I made a table for both my grinders. Yes. You've done quite a sterling job there. Yeah, and yeah. there's space in the, in between my two grinders oh. for my next machine that I want to get mm. when budget allows. When budget allows me, I'm going to get a much bigger motor. Whoa. Okay. Sorry. No. Sorry, Dan. It's, uh, it's music that is still playing in the background. Not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, what were we saying? You want to get something? Oh, bigger grinder. Bigger grinder. Yeah. Bigger grinder. VSD. I do want a VSD. Yeah. I'm, I know you're not a fan, no. but I do want a VSD because there are certain things that I've seen Jack do: mm. low speed mm. flipping, carefuling before. Mm. But it it helps. It's definitely a. It does help. help. I mean, on my big belt grinder. I need to replace or change electric motors so that I can put the pulley system on so I can have mm. different speeds. Mm. I'm of the old school. I prefer mechanical systems to change mm. the speed as opposed to electronics because mm. I'm too worried about the electronics letting the fucking smoke out. You know, the magic blue smoke, it gets it to work. Yes. yes. But I mean, there is the, way, the way Garth does his VFDs mm. is, is the best, yes. in my opinion, because you don't have the problem with uh, dust getting in, especially grinding steel. Steel dust and electricity doesn't mix well. Angry pixies. Yeah, angry pixies. They don't like that shit. Mm. Or they like that shit and then they go wherever the fuck they want. Yes. And that's generally the problem. Yes, that, that is a big problem. So yeah, I prefer the the manual speed, but like my big grinder is uh, it chows steel. Now the small, my baby grinder as I call it, the ones that I do my fullering on yeah. and then I do the hollows for my daggers on it, yeah. it's a nice slow speed, yeah. which is nice because then you fuck up slowly. Yes. So yes. you can catch it normally in yes. time. Yeah. 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 And that's why I like having those two because that one is the carefuling machine, the other one is like the carefuling but at high speed. But high speed carefuling, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Whenever I work on like either your machine, Jack's machine, Grant's machine, <clears throat> Uh, they're all much stronger than, than the motor that I have on my machine. Yeah. So I can bog my machine down pretty easy. Mm. But on your on your grinder, no. On Grant's grinder, no. Jack's grinder, no. Yeah. Not bogging it down. And then you get thumb blisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thumb blisters, yeah, from getting to a Cause point. Because uh, the thing is, you're not used to cooling the steel down as regularly because mm. you don't need to as regularly on my grinder. Yeah. So... You know, obviously you need to cool it down at some yeah. point, but it just, you know, and I also run water yeah. Yeah. on the grinder. Yeah, and I mean, you, you uh, learn how you learn how your equipment works. Yes. When you go work on someone else's, that it's always a bit tricky. It's like... You, when, you know how to operate it for the most part. Yeah. But it's like you, you're not acquainted with it. It's like when Grant changed his anvil. So he had that yes. small anvil, yes. which he was used to. So he knew yes. all the curves of it. Yes. And we put the... The other is medium size. It's a 70, no, 76 kilo. Is it a 76? Yeah. Okay. I, thought I think it's, it's a 70. No, he's still got the 200 kilo in the garage. Yeah, yeah, but that's way big. Yeah, that's way big. He said, no, he got the thing. And he thought, no, it'll be cool. And then he's like, he felt a bit dumb around his animal because he hadn't learned the, the curves of it, you know? Yeah. How to use, because each, each animal is unique. Yes. And then you get a brand new one and you're like, you, you dress it like you, you know how you like want to you dress want it. Yeah. Um, you have to learn your anvil. I mean, like on my anvil, I know it backwards. I know all 
where the chips are on the edges and where the curves are for doing different. Like if I want a sharp corner, I use a certain point of the anvil. If I want a, a smoother corner, I use it. If I want like a bigger round, yes. and I use a different part. But you learn yes. your anvil. Yes. Well, I saw that on one of the one of the videos that Niels put up when he was yeah. forging on one of his classes. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to clean up the sort of transition between the heel and the handle area. Yeah. And there was a half round, mm. if I remember correctly, I, I'm pretty sure this is what he did. He wanted to clean up that, that radius on the mm. inside yeah. between the, the heel of the, the knife handle. and the handle. Yeah. And he had a, a, a rounded section of the anvil yeah. and he hooked that in there and sort of pounded yeah. that in yeah. and that cleaned up that area. So he, he it looked to me that it's he has purposefully purpose. rounded that section, just a small little section, yeah. for that purpose. So like uh, Alex Steele's now, they making their own anvils or they get them cast and then they, yes. they dress them and stuff. But he, like towards the heel of the anvil, towards the back end, mm. the, the corners are relatively sharp. Yeah. And then like for like three or four inches, so it's like 100 mil on the front part of the anvil. Yeah. He goes from like a large radius to a smaller radius. Mm. So then you can use different points there to get different curves. Yes. For like different set downs. Yeah. And also he likes, he's from the Brian Brazil school. So when he's drawing out material, he does it on the edge of an anvil. Mm. There's other blacksmiths I've seen. Do it on the horn. They do it on the horn mm. because that's how they feel comfortable. Sure. But there's, there's different strokes <clears> for different <throat> folks. I, I don't. I don't look. I'm still learning a lot about forging. Mm. I, don't, I don't know, but the thing is, for from what I did the other day at Grant's mm. place, I personally at this point, mm. I felt more comfortable drawing it out on the horn. Yeah. Uh, until Grant said to me, "Not so, not so hard on the on the tip no, of the, yeah, on the, tip, no, <laughs> on the tip of the When you're drawing out on the horn, you yeah. want to get as close to the face as possible. Mm, okay. Because yeah. the horn's more for shaping. Yeah, it's not. It's not for the thing is. I just don't know these things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it can. I don't look. Yeah. Anyway, ish. The point. The point that we are trying to bring across is get is to no get to. No, there is a point. Because <laughs> otherwise, there's no point in talking about it. Um, you have to get to know your equipment, your equipment, and how it's and made. your space. Yeah. And put shit back. When you yeah. finish with it. Yeah, because you spend half the freaking day looking for something that you had in your hand like two minutes ago. Yeah, it's like that, that, that yes. picture I shared on I the group, that. the yeah. circle. Yeah. It's a pie chart, but there's only two halves. So the one half is tools I put down randomly and I can't remember. Mm. And the other part is tools I put in a specific spot that I can't remember. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that's the problem with everybody is because, mm. especially when you've got a lot of shit, like a lot of tools. Yeah. And then you're like, where did I put that little thing now? Where did mm. I put my handle brooch? Or where mm. did I put my that little file? Or, or where's my vernier? Or where's your vernier? Look, I've got a couple of them laying around all yeah. over the place. But the problem is if you've got a couple of them, is you get used to having a couple of them, and then you're like, oh, I can't find the one at my at my vice. Yes. I'll go grab this one from my work table, and then, you, yeah. then you're at your work table, where the fuck is my vernier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you find the one that's supposed to be at the vice, well, this is the thing. I've got this station over here. Yeah. And this station I still want to improve. Yeah. 
but I've got a peening hammer here. Mm. I've got the little uh, 5200 uh, ball bearing and anvil, bench yeah. anvil. And then I've got the all the little uh, pliers and cutters and yeah. things that I use mm. for the smaller jobs that yeah. I do. And then all of that shit I know goes back there. Yeah. Vernie is right there mm. right now. Yeah, I can see it. So, you know, it's all set up. But I think that's just you, you've got to apply discipline in the way you work as well. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're going to spend half your day looking for shit. And then it's it's also it becomes a bit complicated if you've got like a shared space. So like my <sighs> my situation at home is my son just bought himself two months ago a, a, a badger bug, which is like a fiberglass bodied, bodied beetle. Mm. Um, but it's got a Datsun motor in. Now he's busy fixing it up. And yeah. So he uses my tools. Yes. And then when I want, I want a vice grip, then I... I can't find and my bicycle. that's frustrating. Yeah, it's like I was making tongs the other day. Yeah. And I needed my bending fork. Yes. And eventually I found it on uh, on the side where his car is, but like lying on the ground somewhere. And it's like it took me half an hour to find the yeah. tool. Yeah. And that is like. But, I, I, but I, it's, it's also it's my own fault because I think I gave it to him to use for something. I don't know what he was. I think it was when they were working on the setting the back suspension on the car or something okay. like But I need more bending forks anyway. Mm, mm. It's something I've been putting off doing. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, you, squirrels. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's like one of the things I've been putting off doing is, is making up uh, hand sanding sticks that I know that I need mm. for, for different purposes. Mm. And now I've made them. Yeah. Now they're done. And I was hand sanding the other day, and I was like, well, this flipping works beautifully now. Yeah, it's like my hand sanding setup. I've got that board that I, I put mm. all my strips on. Yeah. Um, that's that's a, I need to make one of those as well. Because that's that's so handy. You, yeah. Like, you take a sheet of, say, 320, yes. whatever. Yes. You cut it all into strips. Yes. And then you put it on that board and yes. nail. Because yeah. then it's all, you need one, you just grab it. I'm you? one up on you, though. I've got a guillotine. Yeah, but uh, you know me and and some tools that, sh- that we shouldn't be combined. I'll probably end up t- taking a finger off. Oh, dude, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't cut yourself if you remember with carving. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've cut my finger off, which is <laughs> okay. That's when you hold a knife like a dumbass. It happens, bro. It happens. Mm. But this is this comes back to another thing I wanted to mention. Shameless plug into Trail Tracker Survival. Um, in May, on the yeah. 15th, running a bushcrafting course. Full day. Awesome. Yeah. And that's going to be at the Hobby Park uh, down the road from me here okay. in Riddipwood. I might I might even consider coming to do that. Well. Yeah, it's, just you, you won't be able to give me a knife because I'm not good with knives. I can make them, but I don't know how to use them. This is an adult bushcrafting class, so you can... Uh, you can use I, I've given up on adulting. It's fucking overrated. It's overrated, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be teaching uh, the – I've got an entire curriculum that mm. I've put together over the years that I've been teaching it. And it's your basic bushcrafting level. Mm. Uh, level one mm. is basic, basic bushcrafting. And then you've got uh, basic bushcrafting level two, mm. level three, level four, level five. Mm. And then you start going into more advanced uh, mm. things because there's a foundational – yeah, you've got a learning point that you mm. need to understand before you start moving on to more advanced skills. That's like everything is if you don't have the foundation well established, it's going to fall over. It's going to fall over. Yeah. yeah. It's like the biblical story about the man who built 
his yeah, house problems. upon the sand. Yeah. And the problem. wind and the, and the floods came and <laughs> tore it down. Anyway, so what we wanted to also do is a, just a little bit of a fun random one. Yeah. Okay, but before we get to random, oh, okay. what, what are you working on or what's your, your next projects? Well, my next projects is finishing the projects that have not been finished for a flipping while. Yeah. Uh, that still go back to Brooklyn because mm. I yeah, I went through just a bit of a tough time just with mm. health and, and things like that. But no excuses. We are carrying on. And I mm. just, yeah, I figured out that the glue that I was using for my handle scales was not what I thought it was. Mm. And um, I checked up with a couple of clients just to make sure mm. that their handles were fine. Mm. Uh, which most of them were, uh, which is great. But yeah, so finishing off uh, orders. Mm -hmm. And then once I've got that done, I'm going to be working on something that I can't share right now Mm -hmm. because I don't want to commit myself right yet. But it is a knife. Okay. It is a knife. And it is a dream knife that I'm hoping I can Mm -hmm. pull off. Yeah, you will. So uh, it's like Neil says, you always got to have that one project that you don't think you're capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you're never going to push your skill level. Yeah. Well, this this I'm going to be making slowly because mm. I figure if I can just do it slowly in my own time, no, it's not an order for anybody. It's mm. just uh, it's my own project, and when I'm ready to sell it, I'll sell it. But yeah, those project knives, they they they're good to have. They're good to have because you. You're not doing it for a client. You're doing it for yourself. So mm. it's not something you have to like knock out and like yes. rub it out like a prototype thing. Yeah, yeah. You, it's something you can take time on. It's like okay, I'm going to set aside. Like you wake up in the morning, you say, I'm going to set aside. I want to work on this thing for an hour, but I'm going to do my my stuff. I need to do first. Yes. Um, so and one of the things. I think we talked about it with Grant is, is you do the, the, the thing that causes you the most discomfort first because mm. then you just get it out the way. And I mean, and then after that, you actually feel good yeah. because you're like, the, okay, this shit thing is done now. It's not bugging you the entire day. Mm. It's done now. Now we can be like, oh, well, I actually feel really good. Now I feel like fucking fortune or getting other shit done. That it's I like the, the, the honeydew project I finished on Wednesday. It's like, I think it's a new record time for me. It was under nine months. It was that uh, blacksmith towel rack. Yes. And I had forged the, the scrolls and my wife helped me forge some of them and then I bent them all and uh-huh. then they lay there for a long time and then I slowly put them together and welded them together. And then mm. Eventually it was like all finished. I just needed to put the, the brackets on so I can mount it to the wall. And eventually, I got that done on, on Wednesday. Yeah, and it looks just. Yeah. looks very cool. I so, like yeah, that, that was satisfying, actually, just to get it done because yes. now my wife doesn't have to nag me anymore. She normally has to nag me a lot because… Would like, you stop nagging, woman? Nagging? Nagging? <laughs> I like that. I get you bloody love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a national sport. My wife has springbok colors. I'll tell you. Anyway, mm. now, random… Yeah. Random talk. So what's your random question? My random question is, okay, let's start off with something simple. Like, what's your favorite part of knife making? What's your favorite part? What's your favorite part in the in making a knife? Well, let's um, be more specific. For me, I really like forging. Okay. Like, if I could just forge 
I would be relatively happy. Because, um, like, I made tongs the other day, and it was actually very satisfying mm. because I'm because I'm getting more proficient at it, and I've got my fly press, mm. I've got the sequence going, yeah, and it, it's like I can now put more effort into getting the finished product looking better from a f- straight forging. Yes. Um, Which means less work on the grinder. Less yeah, when you get to now, it's less work. Like on my tongs, I hardly do any grinding whatsoever. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about knives specifically. Knives yeah. specifically. I, like, I really enjoy the forging process. But also, this, like when you're grinding, you know, when, you, when you're in the flow state, as we talk about, yeah. When, when you're like doing complex grinds and they just, it's like falling into place. Yeah. I mean, like when I ground the, the Jeffrey, oh, uh, Jeffrey's got, yeah. uh, we'll call it a progressive barrel. Yes. So it's, it, it's not one angle all the way through. Yeah. It, it goes from fairly steep near the, the handle. Yes. To like much shallower towards the point. Yes. Now to work that in. Yes. Takes some concentration, but it was like very satisfying when you're like, when you're like, when you're finishing the grit and you're like, yeah. It, it's actually looking, flowing nicely. And looking good. Um, I've just, based on, sorry, mm. based on this whole discussion, yeah. the next one, the next knife that we're making yeah. together for the Open Health Cast, yeah, whatever it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be called a whippersnipper. A whippersnipper. Whippersnipper. Why whippersnipper? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the video. We'll post it. I'm not the whippersnipper is um Is that that one that chick the, yes, that's oh, the one yeah. the chick because <laughs> it snips your it snips your soul from reality <laughs> and it chips you the fuck out. Oh yeah. uh, flip yeah, that yeah. Oh I, I think I've I've got some nice ideas for that. I, I think we it's, need it's to gonna start be completely working. different to the Jeffrey. Yes. Yes, it has to be. And uh, we may lose a few limbs in doing it because I think we might have to use that machine over there that I'm pointing to uh-huh. against the wall. Okay. Which, I which Trenton, Trenton is, doesn't know much about it. I'm very scared of that machine. I know a little bit more about it, but mm. I'm also very scared of that machine. I'm learning. I'm mm. learning. Jack's teaching me a lot mm. about lathe work. He's teaching me a lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's it's beneficial for sure. Anyway, enough about that. It's your turn to ask a random question. Right. So let's let's try and think. Hmm. hmm. I, I want to get deeply philosophical. Oh, fuck. My so brain's not quite there yet. Not so quite there yet. We need some weed for that shit. Yeah, and unfortunately, we, we yes, uh, we're running dry. Any sponsors? Any sponsors? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll promote your brand. We'll promote your brand in the open health cost. <laughs> For free. For free. No, you'll have to give us some... some you have to give us a, at least three months' supply that we'll smoke. Because it's some samples, you know. Yeah. You know, no, not samples. Fuck that. No, but I mean, when I say samples, I mean it's like... Like buckets. Yeah, a bu- like a bucket of each type, you know. Because yeah. so yeah. you can't really do a full review on it. You need to have a few months of experience of one strain yeah. And so you can give it deeply and mm. then, then write a whole article about the strain mm. and what it does for the mind. Because the brain becomes a very fun place to hang out even mm. when you're alone, mm. uh, when you're high. It's a mm. great idea. Okay. My random question yeah. is, is, are you chasing orders as in looking to get orders? Or what's your, where are you at the moment with your, your marketing? What place are you? 
That's a very good question. So I'll I'll give you a little bit of time to think. So like where I am in at the moment is I'm not really interested in chasing orders, like to get new orders. Yes. Um, I'm sort of like trying to decide where where I want to go next. Mm. Is my knives. So I still want to join the guild. Mm. So at some point I'm gonna to have to start on those guild knives, but I'm trying. I'm looking, leaning more towards like Japanese-style kitchen knives. Mm. So, I'm, as I said in my marketing, I'm not really pushing my brand, so to say, mm. which I should be. Mm. Um, but yeah, where are you? I really like making kitchen knives. Mm. I've found that I really enjoy that. But having said that, that doesn't really answer the question. Mm. The main, the the dream here for mm. me, because I still haven't really established myself as a respectable knife maker at this yeah. point. I mean, this you're very really respectable as a human. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get the dig in. Oh my word! All right, so I would like to get to a point where I make what I want to make, mm. and whoever wants to buy it buys it. Mm. And that it means enough to them that they know that this is a good product. Mm. And for the most part, I've tried to, even at my own cost and my own expense, mm. not put work out there that I'm not happy with. Yeah, I mean, I've made many knives that I just haven't finished because I fucked them up to a point where yeah. I'm just not happy with that quality of work. Yeah. And that's, that's comes from, from having a great mentor like Jack, is that? Yes. It's like when with Gareth and uh, um, Henning. Yes. Like Henning chucked away like eight of his knives. I think <laughs> yeah, it's the like, first year or something. He's like, no, chuck it yeah. in the bucket, bucket. You. It might, it might have been more actually. <coughs> but yeah, so that that's that's what I want to. I want to. What was the question again? Where's your marketing? Where's, where's my your, marketing? What's Look, your marketing at, direction? At the moment, I'm. Um, not taking orders as of yet mm. regarding knives because I want to uh, finish want to... the orders that I've got. Yeah, yeah. I've got two orders left to finish. Okay. And just with the the beginning of this year, that's been a complete fucking dog show. Yeah. And uh, the visit to the funny farm for a couple of weeks. Yeah. My headspace isn't quite there, and I don't want to work on those knives if my headspace is not there. Yeah. Because I don't. You know, it's a product that I'm selling, so yes. um, I want to put my best, your best into it. Best into it. Yeah. I don't want to like just knock it out, like yeah, because I have to. Yeah, well, this this is the difference. You can see a lot about a person in their in their work and the quality of work and the cleanness of the knife and yeah. all of that. And yes, we all need to start somewhere. I mean, my knives are nowhere near as good as anybody, like yeah. any of the other knife makers who have been up there yeah. uh, for a long time, but. It's getting there. It's getting there. And because I'm I'm being more conscious of mm. how Jack works and what what is suitable to him, mm. you know, he'll tell me straight if it's not suitable. He'll be mm. like, dude, no. No. And I'll be like, okay, cool. And I'm I'm not gonna say, Well, you're being mm. an asshole mm. because he knows what's good enough and what's not good enough. Yeah. But it's it's what's good enough for him. Yeah. And I can't at this in the same breath, I can't say, Well, um, I'm not going to make enough because I can't make it to your flipping level of uh, yeah. of 
your your stand. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 like that. One of my favorite songs at the moment is the sunscreen song. It's, it's a great it's, song. It's and great and song. one of the things in there is that um, it, you shouldn't compare yourself too much to other people. Yes. Because the race is long. Yes. And in the end, sometimes you ahead, sometimes yeah, behind. But in the end, the race is long, and also it's only against yourself. Yeah. So you have to respect the journey. So, like for you, 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 you're obviously eyeing at getting to like a jack level, but mm-hmm. you also have to be semi-realistic and like you got to produce the best work that you're capable of at, at that present at that present time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I look at the first knife I made, you seriously dodge. My first knife, I've still got it, was an old file, mm. leather, leather handles. Um, looks like shit. Yeah. Way heavy, mm. way heavy. But, I mean, huge convex edge, looks more mm. like an axe than anything else. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, so back to random questions. Right. So, um, what's your current plan to maintain peak physical and mental performance? Ooh, okay. That's a that's a good question. So, in terms of uh, physical mm. uh, fitness and performance, I uh, I'm trying to make a habit without making any excuses. Mm. When I get up in the morning, I try to do as, uh, as many push-ups as I possibly can, mm. which has improved, and uh, it's good. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it just, I, I think it's a good start to the day because mm. it, it helps you feel like you've done something to improve your, your physical capabilities. Mm. And in the line of work that we're in, it's good to have some physical fitness and strength and things mm. like that. So in terms of physical fitness, yeah, I do that. I'm trying to be careful with the old shoulder because mm. it's a bit of a weak point. Yeah, you're too young to have a dodgy shoulder. I've got a dodgy shoulder, man. It's a very dodgy shoulder. <coughs> well, um, I've got a dodgy knee and a dodgy shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of mental, uh, what was this question about mental? M- m- mental, peak mental performance. Peak mental performance. So, obviously, diet is, for me, is a major concern. Mm. Uh, so, I, I try and keep my diet as as good as possible I try and stay off sugar and trying mm. to stay off caffeine as, as much as possible which is mm. a problem for me because I love the old coffee mm. um, but yeah the old lemon babina tea before bedtime getting early nights mm. also good for a good state of mind mm. um, and also I try to learn about all sorts of different things which makes me a better and more rounded out person mentally I think mm. Yeah, what, I, what I've been doing since I got out of the money farm mm-hmm. is I've been getting back into my running because I've got a goal of like 1,600 kilometers for the year, which I'm behind schedule. Mm-hmm. But I've managed to knock out since I got out in February 89 kilometers and so far in the short months, so far I've done almost 25. That's excellent. But it also comes down to, from a mental aspect, is maintaining the time you get up in the morning. To me, mm. bedtime is fairly important, but if you can be more consistent the time you get your fat ass out of bed, mm. um, so you can get like an early start to the day, the better you feel, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a bit of it's discipline. Like some of the mornings this week, Wednesday and Thursday, I didn't go for a run. Yeah. Um, 
But also my body's tired because I've been racking up the kilometers. Mm. <clears throat> but I still got out of bed at like just after five in the morning. Mm. Get up, make yourself a cup of coffee, have a smoke. I, f- I find do that... Do a bit of contemplation. Yeah. So, I yeah. find that the early mornings are very good for me. Like, mm. and I, I'm not generally a, a morning person, but because mm. getting to bed earlier, yeah. you're able to get up earlier. Yeah. So I feel more refreshed when I get up and you do feel, I, I find that I feel much better in the day if mm. I've had an early start to the day. Yeah. Like for it me, feels like a, a win. Yeah, know? like with my medication, I've got like a half an hour window to get to bed basically. So I try and take it more or less the same time so that I get into bed by 10. Um, so I'm getting about six and a half hours normally sleep. Um, which for me seems to work, but I do, I do hit the wall a little bit in the afternoon, you know, getting in the, on in the, on the ears, so a little bit of a power nap. Mm, power naps. And what's great is during the week, because uh, I'm sort of with my day job, I'm working from home now because the fuckers don't pay full salary. Mm. But anyway, um, I can still sneak an afternoon nap in if the wife's not there. Mm. Because if she's there, she'll beat me. Otherwise, because then I sometimes battle to go to sleep at a normal time. (laughs) Okay. So, my question now to you is, how how do you maintain your uh, creative aspect when it comes to uh, knife designs? So, for me, I've been a bit lacking. I haven't had that... I'm not in that mental space yet to be that creative, although I'm, I'm trying to force it so I can get back into it because mm. I know the, the the therapeutic value of it. Yeah. So I haven't touched the drawing board for a while. And also, I, after the um, heavy rains we had last Friday and the hail, like most of my drawings in the garage got wet because it's a, it's a tin roof. And with the hail lying on top of it, all the moisture condenses on the roof, so... A lot of shit got wet that's not supposed to get wet. Yeah. Luckily, uh, my light table got wet, but I haven't worked up the courage to switch it on to see if it still works. Yes. But um, I also need to make the, I need to make the space where I can do my drawing uh, more conducive because it, it's it's a shit show where my drawing section is. Okay. So I just need to work on something there. But uh, that actually gives me something to think about and something to do. Yeah, I think that um, for me, in terms of like maintaining creativity, I definitely gain a lot of inspiration from uh, all sorts of knife makers who are mm. doing all sorts of things. You know, you can't copy what they're mm. doing, but you can sort of take certain things yeah. and make them your own. Yeah. And so you can see, you can almost like have a look at what other people, because there's quite a few knife makers that I follow. Not all of them make the type of knives I particularly want to make, but it's like some of the guys, they're, they're very good with telling the story in, yes. in pictures. Yes. So you can see the progression. and It kind of gives you hope in that you're not looking at this end goal. You've got to look at the small steps. The small like steps, yeah. The small, the small ones. Yes. yes. So um, if you can get those small ones out the way, as well, that helps it building does. the creativity. Is like, like that that kitchen knife I started. I'm still not quite sold on the shape, but I've got a few tweaks I want to do. Yeah, it. but it's 
something that pickled my interest. Um, so I want to try it. Piqued your interest. No, it pickled it. Pickled it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm different that way. You're different that way. <laughs> All right. So now we've we, we both uh, three questions in. Last two questions. So one at a time. You ask one, I'll ask one. Okay. Right. You're going to keep putting me on the spot here. I'm putting you really on the spot. So I have to think. My, my brain's getting tired. My brain's getting tired. Which philosophical path are you on at the moment? Oh, God. What direction are you going? This is not necessarily philosophical, but I think... Like, in terms of where my mindset is at the moment regarding, I used to be, I used to think that I, like, I used to have a very definite uh, sort of belief system and, mm. and um, you know, everything was, was either this or either that. Yeah. And it was either right or it was wrong. Yeah. And I think, as I said, it's not necessarily philosophical, but it, it leads into being open to philosophical conversation. Mm. And I think that being more open to things that you even, maybe you don't even necessarily agree with them. Mm. Listening to why people think the way that they do yeah. is interesting to me. And I, and I'm, I'm developing more patience for things that I don't necessarily agree with mm. because I'm trying to be more open-minded. And I think that that helps with philosophical conversation. Yeah, It's like <clears throat> at the moment I'm, Heading more towards like Taoism and Zen at the moment. That's where I'm exploring. To it's more of the interest of how to achieve that flow state. Okay. And not trying to force things. Yeah. So you know when you when you're in that flow state, everything that you're doing is relatively easy. It's not as demanding on your brain or your body. It's like it's just flow. It's like the flow of water. Yes. Um, yes. So that's where I'm heading off into. But back to the like the being a bit more open minded is the one thing I've learned is whatever you believe now is probably wrong. Or whatever mm. you think is true now is probably wrong. Because it's all gonna yeah. change. Hashtag driver. Yeah. Yeah. So um like like Grant explained, it's you know, things are either explained by religion or dogma science. Yeah. But they can only explain certain parts. The rest in between, all that grey area. Mm. Still places to explore. Sure. So that's 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 where my mindset is: try and explore, yeah, and make yourself more educated. So yes. you can make a more educated decision. Well, this is the thing: if, if we think about if we think about a simple thing like a tree, you think about a tree and all its all mm. its parts. Mm. It's it's a certain thing, and it's mm. always changing. The, mm. the limbs change; yeah. they change direction. They mm. It adapts to the mm. environment and all of this, you know, all of these sorts of things. And, mm. you know, and it's, you've got the root system. Mm. Root system is always changing. It's, yeah. it's growing. It's yeah. developing. It's the, the trunk's getting mm. bigger. The, the branches are branching mm. out into different mm. directions. And obviously your foliage generally mm. is toward the sun. Yeah. Where the sun rises and all of that. <clears throat> but the, the point of this analogy is that that's the way I kind of start thinking about things is that it's, you, if you think of yourself as a tree, mm. 
your root system mm. is your the knowledge that you have mm. and you can gain <coughs> more information if mm. you expand that root system mm. and your branches are from where you get fed yeah. and your leaves and all of that yeah. and if you can broaden that mm. broaden your fo- your foliage yeah you can gain more nutrition more information and, yeah. and obviously i'm not a flipping botanist, botanist but um but the, the tree analogy is is very good because it's like uh, a tree is very good at being a tree because it only has to be a tree whereas us humans we tend to limit ourselves and not really explore ourselves mm. and try and reach our, our full potential so it's the and, end goal is to, is to get to the end of your life living the fullest so yes some people get there and they've never actually lived yeah we, we all have to die someday but we don't have to die every day yeah we have to try and live well, this this is the thing. It's it's also about that that uh, circle or the bubble analogy that I yeah. use, is that if you're a very closed-minded person, mm. and you and this is a trait of of humanity, I think, mm. is that we like to have things that they they yes or no. Mm. You know, we we like to have an answer, mm. and sometimes there isn't a straight answer. It's like uh, so you've got now you've got this this bubble. Mm. And if you if you're a very close-minded person, and you're not open-minded. Your mm. bubble's very limited. Yeah. So this bubble of mm. what you're willing to tolerate and what you're willing to put up with and what mm. you're patient about, what you're not patient mm. about, is very small. Mm. Um, and it's it's an inconsistent bubble. Mm. But now the more open-minded you get, the more you can expand. The more you can expand that bubble. Mm. The more people you tolerance of, the more people you're uh, able to talk to. Um, mm. it's it's a it's a very interesting way to sort of look at things. Uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. I think it came out last week with Elon Musk, and he's he's he got quite philosophical there. Is that you know trying to understand the meaning of life? You know, is maybe the purpose of of life is to try and understand the meaning of life. So if you're in that pursuit, I think you'll gain more satisfaction. It all depends on what you want. Mm. Yeah. Some people want riches and fame. Some people want to be peaceful out in the woods living mm. in a log cabin. Mm. Some people want to make knives and support mm. their family, and that's that. And I think that's part of what what's happened with me over the last years is losing that what is your purpose mm. because of external influences changing and things. It's like, what is your purpose? Yeah, and, and I think a, a lot of today's culture is getting validation from Social media, mm. from material things, from material things, and mm. from all sorts of other things that mm. give us that dopamine hit or that, mm. you know, all these selfish chemicals in the brain mm. that, and that's why we get get addicted to TikTok and Instagram mm. and Facebook and it's a dopamine, and it's a dopamine hit because it's mm. easy to get that dopamine hit. Mm. And I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. That dopamine hit is easy to achieve through mm. watching videos. Um, online mm. and and doing all these things and sometimes you justify it because you're like I'm watching art making videos mm. but it's like you should be making knives motherfucker mm. and not watching so there's, there's a time and a place so what yeah there's a time and a place for it for sure what I'm I'm trying to do in terms of that at the moment is uh, not watching videos and stuff during the day mm. I'm trying to get away from that so that you can because where I am in, in my 
like with my workshop setup, I can't really make noise at night time. Mm. So I have to do my my noisy physical stuff during the day. And then in the evenings, I can do the more calm, the more reflective, the more thinking type of stuff. Mm. So it's about time management. And the thing is, your brain is lazy. Mm. It wants this, the easy dopamine hit. But yeah. <clears throat> the easy dopamine, it doesn't last long. No. It does a short, so you've got to get another one. Whereas yeah. if you do something more meaningful, like actually working on a, say, on a knife that inspires you, um, then the satisfaction of it is much more. Yes. And I yes. mean, you actually have something you can pick yes. up and you can look at. So it's I've tangible. fucking made that. Yeah. And, and you, you, that steam rolls over to the next day. Yeah. Because you like, you look at this and you're like, well, flip, man, I made this shit yesterday. Mm. Let's see what I can make today mm. or what I can work on mm. that is going to match this all better. Winning those small little small battles. Small little battles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whose question is it now? Mine. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah. I think I've got one more question. Mm. Um, right. How important do you think personal time is? It's extremely important. Yeah. So, like, for me, um, my type of personality, I did that ink blot psychological oh, test. Yeah, yeah. Fucking fascinating test to do. The, the information that came out of it, I mean, you're looking at ink blots, but <clears throat> the report is like, it made me understand myself so much better. Mm. Um, we, when I get stressed and when I go into the dip of depression, then I, I isolate and I start living in a fantasy world. So then I can spend too much time listening to too many podcasts, getting too much information into my head that I don't actually deal with the reality. So, And reality is, is what you have to deal with every day. Hmm. So where was the question again? The question was how, how important is, so, free, is, your, is your personal time? Like for, like me, time. for me, I need, because I'm what they call sensory sensitive. Mm. So I... I'm an observer and I take in lots of sensory information, mm. but it gets to overload points. So I need to, even if it's for like, if I feel that irritation coming on, then I just need to disconnect for a while. Disconnect, yeah. So that's what I enjoy about the running is it's at that time just to disconnect. And sometimes I run with music. Sometimes I just, I don't run with music. Yeah. Um, but I've found, even though I'm sensory sensitive, is like sometimes I just need to put some headphones in and just listen to some very hard or whatever type of music, whatever my, I just need to block out the background for yes. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Because then I can be uh, someone who's actually more pleasant to be around. Well, I think this, this all, this all is very, it's a very interesting topic because mm. the thing is, I, I feel, that when I like in the evenings, mm. most evenings I'll I'll sit here in the workshop. I won't mm. really be working mm. necessarily, but I'll be I'll be listening to some music and it'll it'll inspire me. Mm. Like and thoughts start coming into my head mm. and I'm thinking, okay, cool. What if I do that? What if I do that? So it's not it's not necessarily work per se, but it's mm. leading into work. Now, like for me, it, what helps is in that if if I. If I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a bad, I'm in a bad spot, I find that writing mm. what, what the shit is in your head, yes. getting it out of your head onto a piece of paper is the, is the most effective way of clearing your brain. And then you light the forge with it. 
I don't like the forge of it because it's in a, in a book that got wet with a fucking hailstorm. <laughs> I'm so so displeased with that, so I need to get a new book displeased. to write. Uh, I couldn't think of a more appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very appropriate. Like, um, if I can write, and then I force myself to write sometimes. It's just say, just go and write like five lines. That's mm. all you have to write. Mm. But in, sometimes I go and I'll write five lines. Okay, that's enough. Other times I'll write five lines and then it'll just flow. And then it's like, you know, two pages later of actual writing. Yeah. Because um, I think the physical activity of writing also is, is quite therapeutic. It's almost admitting certain things to yourself. Yeah. And it's and it's also like things that it's like in that sun, sunscreen song is like, uh, try not to worry too much about things you can't control or something. Mm. Or... Or realize that worrying about something. Because the things that really affect you what blindside you at like 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. But the stuff you worry about is like recognizing that worrying about it is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's – and also if you get it out your head on a piece of paper, you can actually look at it and reflect. It's like, you're being a fucking idiot. Mm. <laughs> it's not important. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. beyond your control or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but at least you can get it out because I'm a I internalize everything. I pack it into nice, neat little balls, and mm. I stick it away to fester. Mm. That's so healthy. Yeah, it's, it's super healthy. Super healthy for you. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Yeah, my last question. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? <clears throat> Good question. At Brooklyn. Uh, first of all, mm. with finished knives and actually sold out. Yeah. That's where I want to be. Well, yeah. my goal is obviously Brooklyn, it, it doesn't set as a goal, but my ambition is I want to at least have finished my knives with the guild. Okay. So the five knives, that's the cut and bend, mm. the symmetrical dagger, yeah. uh, plain carbon, and then two other knives. Okay. Yeah, it's five knives, yeah. 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 So that's my goal. Excellent. And also working towards my goal for next year yeah. is the Washi 100, if it's allowed to take place. Okay. The 100 mile race. Yeah. That's yeah. why I've got to run, like I said, it's 1,600. So actually, my goal is 1,000 miles for this year. Wow. And getting there, I'm behind. I'm behind the eight ball a little bit because of the lost time in the hospital because. Mm. For some reason, they didn't want to let me go out of the hospital, the psychiatric hospital. I wanted to go out with a straitjacket on Chasmina so I can froth at the mouth. And <laughs> Just to freak people out. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of goals uh, that I've got for, for this year. There's a lot of goals, but uh, some of them are more personal than, mm. than, than I'm willing to share. But, I mean, the physical fitness... To improve that is, is definitely one of them. Um, but I think the, the, the big goal, because I felt bad about the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn show, yeah. that I didn't get the, the stuff done, which was based on circumstance and inconvenient yeah. things that happened. But, um, I want to, I want to actually have decent product to sell. It's at, like at that, the show. it's like what, what David Goggins says, we have to do some push-ups after this. Yeah, oh, shit. But he's like, it's like those demons will come back to haunt you. The things that you, you feel like uh, yeah. I, I didn't do what I was capable of. Yeah, yeah. 
So like, but you can use that as a driving force. Yeah, you can use you it. You can as a, use it as a as an ex, like as a thing to say, oh well, fuck, shit, I'm mm. never, I'm not going to make it, or I'm yeah. not good enough, or whatever. Mm. And then you can also use it as, or you could alternatively use it as a fuel to say, well, that's bullshit. I'm gonna. You're more gonna, capable. You know, you're better than that. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, that's a good. That's a good goal to have. I think it's a good note to end the podcast on. Yeah, I think it's it hasn't been as long as our normal stuff, but it's it's over an hour, so hopefully we won't bore you too much. Hopefully we had offended at least one or two people. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Guys, remember to keep up listening. Uh we we there's there's definitely some exciting things coming up in the yeah. in the near future. We definitely looking forward to uh chatting to and engaging with people on Instagram mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Uh, if if you guys have things and topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, we'd very much like to do that. We'll be interviewing a couple more knife makers in the yeah. near future. Yeah, we have to. We have to. And then I think I think like in a couple of months or so, I think we're going to have to revisit Grant because uh, we have to. We got to get our brains cooked. We've got to get our brains cooked. Uh, we'll I have need to have to, some chemical enhancements. I, I I I didn't quite win the conversation. I think he gave up very reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> He made good points there. You made yeah. very good points. But, but that's definitely going to be a regular, for yeah. sure. Uh, remember to check us out on Instagram, Open Hearthcast, yeah. to keep up to date with upcoming episodes. Yes. Right. Right. So I think that's it. Yeah, the info for where you can contact us on, on Instagram and stuff will be in the blurb on the podcast, at the, the description. Oh, the description. Description. In the, in the blah, blah. In the blah, blah. So, yeah. Yeah. Check us out there. Trail Tracker Survival and in Simbi Forge. In Simbi Forge, yeah. So if you if you got questions, you want stuff, stuff that, that, that. Want us to discuss stuff, just drop us a, a DM on, on Instagram and we'll we'll attempt to get to them if we can. 100%. Unless the squirrels come. Well, the squirrels, well, I've got a shotgun now. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't. I've got a friend who's got one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got many throwing implements in my garage. Yeah. I've got a blowgun. Yeah. 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 Take them out. Well, now, what kind of blow is it? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Cheers, cheers. Check you guys later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Open Hearthcast. Find us on Instagram at Open Hearthcast, and we'll see you again real soon.